Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, one of the challenges in doing this job, and uh, I wish all of the media knew this or thought about this ever because they don't, uh, but one of the challenges is you're constantly reminding yourself, you know, not everybody's as into the news as you are, and um, you don't want to dumb it. We don't want to dumb it down so much that it's boring, but you don't want to talk about things um, assuming everybody is as up to speed on stories as you are. For instance, we got this text, What what is gain-of-function research? Well, if you don't know what that is, it makes the whole story a little confusing about the virus. Explain what that is in just a second. Um, that's coming up. But first, we do this every Friday at this time. We need to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's something we call COW. It's an acronym for Clips of the Week. There's a four-time win on the line for Elio Castro-Nemez. This year, it's going to be 135,000 people packing into the motor speedway here. The air travel record of the pandemic, set only back on Friday, when 1.96 million people flew. Oh my goodness, what is going on? Go on the floor. And the diving tackle by the security. Only sense I have is a sense of relief that we're finally going to try to find the true origins of this virus. We don't have proof that this came out of the Wuhan lab yet, okay? And we may never have proof because the people who should have been pushing for an investigation in 2020 instead steered us in a completely different direction. Look, some things may be true even if Donald Trump said them. No one's ever built a 62-foot steel chicken before. Who and what is responsible for those more than 100 reported cases of so-called Havana syndrome? So we just channeled all of our adoration and love for each other into Ross and Rachel. And I am positive she will tell you a solar panel. And so would he. The Rock, Caitlyn Jenner, Matthew McConaughey, Randy Quaid, they all have suggested lately that when it comes to running the country, they have what it takes. And they do. Malignant narcissism. This is how children think right here. Critical race theory wants to end that. Not with my children. It's not going to happen. Let's go uh, Mad Men. No more computers. How much would that hurt us? There was meat before there was the Internet. So I think the summer is going to be very low virus levels. I think it's going to feel like normal again. Uh, it doesn't feel like normal if you got to wear a mask. We had a whole bunch of texts about that, as I've been mentioning. The, the, today was the first day for me where I put on my mask and I was a little disdainful. I have been going along with it. I know a lot of you have fought it, have been fighting it the whole time, feel like it's government intrusion, feel like they're making sheep out of you, some sort of control, whatever. I have not fought it. I've thought, okay, you know, I'll stop the spread. It's not that much work. But at this point, now that I'm vaccinated, walking into a building to work with everybody I know around here is vaccinated and still having to wear a mask, it's it's starting to piss me off. I, I Since I was a little kid, I hate doing things that are stupid and pointless just to follow rules. It's always bothered me. And that is what's happening now. Some texts we got. First of all, this one. Hey, Jack, after listening to your experience in other states where you're driving around and finally getting to go without a mask, I think we really need to go visit Nevada or something. 
Um, I live in Oregon, and Governor Kate won't let us go low risk for our county, so it's still full lockdown here in Eugene, Oregon. Full lockdown despite the low COVID. I'm totally over mask theater, says this texter, putting on my mask to enter a restaurant only to take it off as soon as we seat, sit is stupid. Did that yesterday. Standing outside, waiting for a table. Then uh, then when it was time to come in, they said, oh, you need to put on your mask. So then we walked 10 feet, <laughs> took off our masks, and we sat down. Our, who, what? what? We're, Homo sapiens are supposed to be way smarter than all the other animals. Why are we doing this? Was the COVID over there, four feet over there, but not over here? What the freak are you talking about? Uh, Jack, a mask mandate is a figment of your imagination. There's no law or enforceable mandate. No, not really, but a restaurant can make me leave if they want to. It's their private business. And I don't want to cause a hassle. I'm not going to fight it. It's just dumb. It's dumb and it pisses me off. I went on a whale-watching trip, says this texter. 17 people on the open seas, obviously windy. We all had to wear masks, except for the guy barfing. He was exempted. What the Gavin early dinner F? (laughs) That's funny. Uh, oh, and then one about Wonder Bread. We did a thing last hour about what's healthy and what's not, and I'm a Wonder Bread guy. And uh, if Joe were uh, here, he would mock me, but that is the only bread I will use to make a sandwich or toast or anything else. As a man with many peculiarities, that remains the most peculiar to me. <laughs> really? I have many peculiarities? The sweet and sour pork, too. That's a little odd. No, I just, if I find something I like, I'm just, uh, why order anything different? Lack of shorts. You know, there's uh, <laughs> several things, right? They well, kinda... that's because of where you're from. You, you go to where I'm from, you could, you, it'd be more common than not, the lack of shorts. Yeah, yeah. Most of the peculiarities I can either understand or, or uh, in many ways, uh, they kind of mirror my own weirdness, too. But the, the Wonder Bed one, that one stands alone, at least it from my view. I find it delicious. But anyway, just a head up, guys. I work in an industrial bakery that makes Wonder Bread. Oh, my God, a Wonder Bread whistleblower. This is very exciting. <laughs> I can say with 100% certainty that Wonder Bread is just regular white bread with one exception. We had a single tablet of vitamin D to a 2,500-pound dough and therefore can call it vitamin-enriched. <laughs> I didn't know that. So the little, and I don't buy it because it's vitamin-enriched, but they get to say vitamin-enriched on the uh, the package right there. Uh, <laughs> one tablet. tablet of vitamin D and a 2,500-pound thing of dough. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Just a scam. A, wi- a, a Wonder Bread whistleblower. You know, I cannot confirm or deny this report. It could be, you know, it could be Rainbow Bread that was secretly sending that text to try to undermine their white bread competition. Uh, more text. Vitamin enhanced. Is there anybody else that's just over the whole mask thing? And I, I'm getting a lot of texts from those of you who've hated it from the beginning. I get that, but. Um, you're your own crowd, and we've been uh, listening to you and hearing from you for a whole year. Just, I reached it for the first time yesterday. Just like, this is moronic. What, come on, let's be grown-ups here. I wanted to actually say at the restaurant. I'm not the kind of guy that's ever going to do that, but I just wanted to say, you, who just told me to put on a mask, you vaccinated? I guarantee you she's going to say yes. And just look at how many people here vaccinated? I expect like nine out of ten hands to go up there at the restaurant. And if your hand didn't go up, then you just obviously don't care or you wouldn't be out and about. So why are we doing this, people? Why are we doing it? Let's just let's be grown ups here. All right. Let's let's let's, let's not do some sort of emperor that has no clothes BS. 
Text line 415-295-KFTC. Oh, and I was going to explain what gain of function is. I think a lot of you know what it is, but in case you don't know what that research is that caused this coronavirus to happen in the first place, it's pretty interesting and it's worth knowing about. That's next. Armstrong and Getty. They woke up and decided that they were going to go to the ocean and swim with dolphins in California. And they figured out how to do it, and they did it. In talking to the parents, the kids have not been taught at all to drive. In fact, I believe that it was even said that the kids have never even sat in the front seat. Wow. So how old were the kids? Do you know, uh, Michael, you got this story. Yeah, I believe it was a 9-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a (laughs) 4-year-old. They took their parents' car and adventured to see the ocean. They wanted to go see the ocean. Add the ages together, and you're still barely able to drive. That's hilarious. And as the cop said, he didn't think the kids had ever even sat in the front seat, let alone had training in driving, but they drove to see the ocean. That's kind of a good good story. Glad it turned out the way it didn't. You know, they didn't all die and several others. But way to take a fun story and turn it dark, Jack. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's kind of what I do. It is kind of my thing. <laughs> um, oh, gain of function. What is that? And then we'll move on to something else. Oh, the UFO report is out. The UFO report came out today. The big announcement. <laughs> Flying saucers are real? That not only are aliens among us, but some of your closest friends may be aliens. We'll have that in I knew it. Uh, the gain of function. What is that? I think a lot of you know this, but some of you might know. I didn't know until, what, a month ago. The research that they were doing in that lab in Wuhan, and we've been doing in labs around the United States, a few labs in the world, and that we fund a lot. The theory is, and whether or not you agree with the theory, I'm not sure if I do or not, but the theory is they try to create the worst viruses they can. They take a virus, and then they try to mutate it. You know, They try to alter it in such a way to make it as bad as possible so that they can study it and learn ways to stop it. So, you know, obviously the the kind of catch-22 thing there is you're creating a virus that might be worse than anything that would have naturally occurred ever on the planet, and why would we want to have one of those on the planet? But at the same time, you're creating a, a virus, you know, bad enough that maybe we get ahead of a really, really bad virus that makes the COVID-19 look like nothing. You know, that's been a a threat for the world forever and will continue to be going forward. So that's what gain-of-function research is. They they try to create as bad a virus as possible, study it, and learn how they could stop it in the future. The other problem with it is it's illegal to... Illegal, I should use my finger quotes, because North Korea, China, Russia, Iran, countries like this do all kinds of things you aren't supposed to do under uh, the norms that the world has set. But... Um, it's illegal to create bioweapons like this, for instance. You know, to cr- to create on purpose a virus you would use as a weapon is illegal. But if you can call it gain-of-function research to try to make the worst virus possible, 
you know, how do you separate the two? No, we're just we're working on, uh, you know, a super bug. So we know how to stop it. Yeah, right. We're not going to give it to our Chinese military as soon as we develop it. And they've got several vials of it that they could drop in Los Angeles and New York if they ever needed to. Um, so that's one of the problems with the, the funding, the research in China and other places. But that's what gain of function research is. That is what they were doing at that Wuhan lab. That is now known. And it seems it's obvious to me that the most likely thing, and that's what the Vanity Fair article is all about, the most likely thing is they were doing this sort of research, they created something crazy, and it, it leaked out somehow. Um, so that's that. Back to the UFO story. So the big report came out. Not much to it. Um, they have no evidence of aliens. I didn't think they did. Uh, more interesting is that they can't explain what most of these 120 incidents over the last couple of decades are of things showing up in the sky or on pilots' radars. You, maybe you saw it on 60 Minutes a couple weeks ago. These things that show up, move around really fast and disappear. They can't explain what these things are. Um. Okay, so that's its own story. Now, when I was reading the New York Times re, uh, version of the report that came out, and, you know, there's a lot of stupidity about UFOs and aliens and crap like that. And, and, and any normal person, I think, was not really thinking about that much. But what kind of weapons exist out there? And then there's a link in the story about how Russia already has hypersonic weapons, and the Chinese may too. And, and I, I linked on that because I thought hypersonic weapons, Russia has them. What? So I go to this story from uh, December of 2019. And I think we talked about it at the time, but I had forgotten. Russia deploys hypersonic weapon, potentially renewing arms race. The new Russian weapon system flies at super fast speeds and can evade traditional missile defense systems. And the United States is trying to catch up. So according to the story by David Sanger, who I'm a real big fan of in the New York Times, the Russian military has deployed hypersonic weapons and tested them that flies at amazing speeds that can evade all our missile defense systems. And they think there's a decent chance that uh, this is what was showing up on the radars of some of our planes, and maybe China has this sort of stuff too. American officials have little doubt, says the New York Times, that the Russians have been working on a hypersonic weapon which sits on top of a modified missile is capable of carrying a nuclear warhead at speeds faster than 3,800 miles per hour. Almost 4,000 miles an hour. Moscow's been working on the technology for years, has invested a ton of money in it ever since the Cold War began. And it seems that they are way ahead of us. Hypersonic weapons fly extremely fast, can maneuver along unpredictable trajectories, which fits right in with these so-called UFOs making them incredibly difficult for current systems to track, much less shoot down. Senior American officials said the United States plans to deploy its own hypersonic weapons next year sometime, but some experts believe that schedule might be a little optimistic and that we are quite a bit behind. Very troubling if China now has, and Russia already has, these weapons that are so fast, our very best Pilots' plane technology can't tell what the heck's on the radar and what they're doing. And if Russia is actually, you know, deploying some of this stuff, you know, because, you know, a couple of these examples that were on 60 Minutes were right off the coast of San Diego. If they're actually getting that close to the mainland uh, in our airspace and flying these things around to see if they, that, that if our equipment can pick it up, that's flipping frightening, man. You tie that in with a bunch of the other things that are going on in the world, and, man, it's getting more and more unsteady uh, all the time. 
Iran, breaking news today, sent a couple of ships around the Cape of Good Hope and into the Atlantic Ocean for the first time. Not exactly sure why Iran is doing that or what they're up to, but between China, Iran, Russia, and everything else that's going on in the world, uh, we're going to have plenty to talk about for years to come. Getting lots of texts from people who are kind of done with masks, like me. Even though I've been wearing a mask for the last 18 months, says this texter, and I wore it on a required required flight, I'm now done with the whole idea of having to walk into a business with a mask. So is it uh, the county rules or the state rules that are keeping businesses local to me from... Because when I was in Arizona and um, Nevada, there would be signs that said, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And nobody was checking your card or anything like that. It was basically saying, wear a mask if you want, don't wear a mask if you want. And I, I don't know why that's not happening. I guess because we still have a state mandate for that. Uh, I'm fully vaccinated, and I love wearing a mask, and I wear it everywhere, even at home alone. Signed, Cobra Commander. Is that a joke I don't get? You know what that is? Uh, Yeah, G.I. Yeah, Joe wears a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, sorry, too hip for me. Um, didn't catch that. We got the 20 most anticipated movies of the summer because movies are going to come back. AMC stock, how did that do? Oh, it, it, uh, it had a rough day yesterday <laughs> from its 1,000% uh, uh, increase from the year before. Finally had a bit of a pullback. Gotcha. Uh, it, although it was uh, too much information, but it was it was zigzagging minus 30% back to even, back down to minus 20%. It was all over the map. Well, I don't know how many of these movies are actually going to be in theater, but they'll certainly be available on your TV or in a theater, and there's a whole bunch of big movies that were being held back until the pandemic was over, so we could have one of the best years for movies, in theory, that have existed in many, many decades, because they were holding back on this stuff, waiting until they could finally make a profit on it. We'll hit you with a list of some of those, among other things, coming up. Text line is always 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If I have to get my wife's coffee, she has to text me what she wants, because I don't know how to pronounce like most of the words there. So I just show them the phone, I go, she wants this. And they're like, does she want it in Sweden? I'm like, guess we have to call her now, don't we? And I make them talk to her. I go, talk to a stranger's wife. Say what you said to me. Have you ever been to a Starbucks, like, inside? Like, if you go inside and there's, like, a big, long line, and you'll be waiting, and they try to take your order before you're even to the front? Like, you'll be in the back, they're like, what do you want? You're like, oh, I would like to wait till I get right in front of you. Yeah, you know, you see everybody looked at me when you said that? I didn't care for that. So how about we do it like a regular, normal business, you know? And you let me do it right in front of you. <laughs> ah, that's Nate Bargatze. If you've never seen him, man, and you have Netflix, check out any of his specials. He might be my favorite comedian now. Guy is funny. Uh, Joe, Getty Joe, Joe Getty joins us on the phone as he had to step out and run an errand. And with traffic and whatnot, it's just easier to be on the phone. So, Joe, on the phone. Yeah, well, yeah, I had an appointment, and we set up a beautiful uh, system that I could, like, be on-air quality, and um, just as we were about to do it, everything crashed. So. And so uh, here I am on the phone. Instead, I would like to apologize to you, Jack, to the audience, to the whole crew, to the United States and its government. I don't but accept anyway, it. anyway, here I am. Sean does not accept your apology. 
Sean, what if I were to take full responsibility? Okay, now I'm listening. Yeah. I think there should be more not accepting apologies. I don't accept your apology. Um, so this this is a heck of an interesting story. As the world continues to get crazier, this is from Barry Weiss. Do you remember her? She used to be at the New York Times and was kind of forced out because the, the woke crowd didn't like her. Anyway, she's uh, tweeting out this story. She's got a Substack article. Uh, how did we get to a place where a psychiatrist delivering uh, a lecture at Yale School of Medicine can give a talk called... The Psychopathic Problem of the White Mind. And then she gets into some of the details. A psychiatrist lecturing at Yale's Child Study Center spoke about uh, the psychopathic problems of the white mind. Here's some quotes from the lecture. She actually says, when somebody said this to her, she thought it had to be a prank. Or, you know, kind of like the grievance studies, where you're like trying to see how far you can go before anybody will notice or something. But no, it seems to be legit. Here's some quotes from the lecture from this psychiatrist at Yale. This is the cost of talking to white people at all. The cost of your own life is they suck you dry. There are no good apples out there. White people make my blood boil. She gives the time stamp on this, by the way, and she has the audio if you want to listen to it. And you can check to see, yeah, this this is what this guy said. Uh, Another quote. I had fantasies of unloading a revolver in the head of any white person that got in my way, burying their body and wiping my bloody hands as I walked away, relatively guiltless with a bounce in my step, like I did the world an effing favor. Another quote from the lecturer at Yale University. White people are out of their minds, and they have been for a long time. Uh, Before I go on, you have commentary, Joe? Well, I was just going to say, this this was... Like an academic at Yale? Psychiatrist speaking at the, what is it called? The Child Study Center, a lecture. Are you sure it doesn't say psychotic? No. Uh, A few weeks ago, someone sent me a recording of a talk called The Psychopathic Problem of the White Mind. It was delivered at the Yale School of Medicine's Child Study Center by a New York-based psychiatrist and part of the Grand Rounds, which is an ongoing program in which clinicians and others in the field lecture students and faculty. Let me get back to some of the quotes. We are now in a psychological predicament because white people feel that we are bullying them when we bring up race. They feel that we should be thanking them for all that they have done for us. They are confused, and so are we. We keep forgetting that directly talking about race is a waste of our breath. We are asking a demented, violent predator who thinks that they are a saint or a superhero to accept responsibility. It ain't going to happen. They have five holes in their brain. It's like banging your head against a brick wall. It's just sort of not a good idea. Boy, that's a sick person right there. I mean, plus they're not very good at logic. The idea that the only choices are either racist loathing of white people or worshiping white people as heroes. Well, wait a minute. There's about a continent of middle ground you just skipped over. Uh, And one more quote from the lecture, which apparently is like a half hour long. We need to remember that directly talking about race to white people is useless because they are at the wrong level of conversation. Addressing racism assumes that white people can see and process what we're talking about. They can't. That's why they sound demented. They don't even know that they have a mask on. White people think it's their actual face. We need to get to know the mask. Whatever the freak that means. Boy, that's a crazy person. I mean, that's like a dangerously crazy radical who probably ought to be on a list somewhere. Not that I'm in favor of putting people on lists. She includes, she includes, she includes, Barry Weiss includes the poster from the event that was, you know, put up at various places 
to attract people. Child Study Center Grand Rounds, presented by Yale School of Medicine's Department of Child Study Center, presents The Psychopathic Problem of the White Mind. Aruna Kalaini, uh, medical doctor, forensic psychiatrist, and psychoanalyst, April 6th, 2021. And uh, talks about Boy, the... There's nothing crazier than shrinks, is there? Uh, man. Um, the talk was open to the public, but after it was delivered, Yale made the tape available only to those with a school ID. It was posted along with a tr- trigger warning for profanity and imagery of violence. That's what the trigger warning was for, not... Not out-and-out out blatant racism. That is really well, that something. Is just, that is like a particularly out-there speaker at a Klan meeting in 1910. And just, you know, if there's one thing to take away from this, the idea that that there's something like reverse racism, but white people are racist, and no, no, no. People all over the world of all sorts are racist. And sometimes they're people of color, and you have to call them out. This is going nowhere good, I guarantee you, if we continue to act like uh, racism is ever okay. There are plenty of examples through history where this is happening, uh, where this has happened, and it's it's going to end up in horrible, horrible violence. And, man, when you have Yale University allowing somebody to... I mean, I would think the name of the speech... It's not like the name of the speech was... How to help your child become a better person. And then they got there and delivered the speech, and Yale realized, oh, my God, they're saying things that we shouldn't say. No, the title of the speech was, and it was on the poster, The Psychopathic Problem of the White Mind. And nobody, I don't know how long the poster was up, but I'm I'm guessing there was a lead time of at least several weeks. Nobody stepped in to say, hey, I don't know that we should have somebody like that here on campus uh, promoting racism like that. Right, and what's really scary about it is it's obviously utterly vacant of any scientific heft. I mean, there, there's no science there. There's no, uh, you know, substantiation. And so the universities are so into the cult of this crap that they will permit something that utterly bereft of science. And you would never, I don't know Yale specifically, but I'm guessing, because there's plenty of other universities similar this way, they'd never have a lecturer explaining why abortion is horrible. Which half the country no. half the country believes, but uh, the idea that white people are by their nature psychopaths because it's just part of being white, which is obviously a racist statement, you know, that flies. Uh, it's, it's disturbing where this is headed. I don't, I don't know where the limits are on this. Um, but there will be a there will be an equal and opposite reaction, as Newton would tell us, uh, to these racial beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and the universities are becoming more and more diseased. And I don't want to sound like some sort of anti-academic Maoist or anything, but the Maoists are on the university, uh, on the campuses. Good lord, that's really shocking. Yeah, it's something. Anyway, we'll end with something a little more lighthearted on a Friday than that. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'll tweet that out. And if you want to uh, catch it, you can uh, catch it on our Twitter or we'll post it at armstrongandgetty.com, our website, armstrongandgetty.com. Just when I 
think I can't be uh, shocked anymore at how far this whole critical race theory, racism against white people is okay, college universities are the insane asylums thing. Just when I think I can't be shocked anymore, I come across something like this from Barry Weiss and her Substack today. And what she's talking about this um, uh, speech or, or lecture that was given at Yale University by a psychiatrist the other day about the um, how white people are psychopaths. By the way, Joe's on the phone. It's not worth explaining why. But um, so, hi, everybody. So after we've we've done a couple of quotes from the lecture that were pretty amazing, and it's your your usual stuff about white people are psychopaths and they can't be reasoned with, and it's just part of being white and all that sort of stuff. And it's just crazy stuff, and the the audio is available, and we'll link it at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to hear an actual lecture given at Yale University to some of the most privileged you know, students in the entire world trying to figure out how the world works. But so uh, Barry Weiss posts an interview that somebody did with this uh, academic who gave the speech and digs a little deeper, and listen to some of this. So they're talking about white people being naturally psychopaths. And, and, you know, evil and all that sort of stuff. And the interviewer says, what would you say is the cause of this? I think it's colonialism, that history. If you do this much lying to yourself, it's going to have an effect on your mind. There's no way it can't. The interviewer says, how does that work? Are you talking about some kind of epigenetics or the passing down of the collective unconscious? I'm an American white woman. I don't have any direct experience with colonialism, although I'm sure I've benefited from it in some ways. She has to throw in that caveat. I'm on your side. I just don't, you know, what she's saying is I'm on your side. I just don't quite understand how colonialism 500 years ago or 1,000 years ago has changed my brain to be a certain way is what she's saying. Right. Like I was saying, there's no science here, just a bunch of jargon. Throw a little at me, baby. So the, uh, the the interviewer says, I'm sure I've benefited from colonialism in some ways, but it's hard for me to see how it would be, how I would be traumatized by this thing that happened before I was born. The academic says, I don't think you do feel traumatized. White people experience this as normal. That's their level of functioning that feels normal, but it's picked up in everything. It's picked up in history. It's picked up in all aspects of culture. Could you give me an example of what? Of how this is picked up in all aspects of culture. I like the fact that she's, you know, not ready to go on some of these answers. Um, An example of what what you just freaking said. Of what (laughs) this incredibly complicated, nonsensical premise that you just delivered to me. I want you to give me an example of it. Can you give me an example of what? Of how this is picked up in all aspects of culture. How do you see the after effects of colonialism manifesting itself in the white mind today? It's going to be hard for me to give you a one-sentence soundbite on this, but I would say a high level of guilt. I've never seen anything like this before, other than in white people not eating bread, an incredible level of shame. What? Feeling really exposed all the time. A lot of perfectionist tendencies, not letting themselves move forward, experiencing themselves as passive a lot. That's horse crap. What the hell are you talking about? You know, and it's exactly what James Lindsay, who if you don't follow James Lindsay on Twitter... You know, him fighting critical race theory all around the world. It's so interesting. But this is a perfect example of what he's talking about. When they're asking for examples of how colonialism is affecting the white brain today, she's got none and says, uh, and then then you dig down a little further. Well, it'd be hard for me to give you a one-sentence soundbite. not asking for a one-sentence soundbite. I'm asking for any example of how colonialism 500 years ago has changed the brains of white people today. 
Can you give me an example? Well, well no, not really. It would be, it's kind of like the way you like white bread. What, what are you talking about? Well, you know, perfectionism and shame and not eating bread, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> a little more of the interview. So you think this is the effect of history. I don't think it's an effect of history. I think it's an effect of telling the lie. If you commit these acts, I don't think someone's going to bitch slap you in the future. What got passed along were these lies about what actually happened, and those lies are internalized and become part of culture. What lie specifically are you talking about? One lie would be that anytime white people say they discovered something, anytime they steal something, they use the word discovery. And they get into a whole, you know, um, a cultural appropriation and this and that. But. Uh, yeah, well, we all uh, we all know that, and we laugh about it. It's silly. No, we're aware. Thank you. We're aware. That's wow. That's some dangerous, racist, psycho gobbledygook being passed off as legitimate fodder at a major American university. Good lord, these are odd times. Well, one of the major universities on planet Earth. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. it's something. Um, I, I wish, I wish. That it, well, maybe at some point it will get to the point where the things have to be more nailed down. Look, do you do you actually think white people's brains at birth, at birth, are different than uh, uh you know, somebody Hispanic, black, wh- Asian, whatever their brains, and in such a way that is evil? I mean, is because that seems to be what you're saying. And I just want to make you, you just nailed it, this down specifically. You think a white baby is born with a brain that is evil in a way that's not true for black people or Hispanics or Asians? Because that not that what she's saying? Well, yeah, and what I was trying to express before, and I'm not sure how well I did, was that if a university puts up with uh, a certain amount of, of politically correct woke crap, you know, if it's a low level, you can get it. But if they will not only tolerate but celebrate and fail to correct something of this level of just dangerous psycho, what does that say about the psyche of the university and where they are in terms of uh, being reasonable and bound to logic? I mean, that's insane. Right. It is. It is it's crazy stuff. That- it's like it's like That's it's scary. It's, it's cultural revolution China stuff in which tens of millions of people died. It's Nazi Germany stuff. It's it's crazy, man. And it's happening in America. And I would have never believed it could be possible. But uh, you know, welcome to your Friday. Wow. I say final, you say thoughts, final, final, Yes, I love that one on a Friday. Yeah! Who are we mad at? Who are we mad at? We're mad at somebody. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought. Yeah, my final thought is I've completely fallen off the wagon as far as giving up snacks and sugary foods. I gotta oh, really? Get back, I gotta get back on, yeah. How, how well were you doing at your best? I was staying away from it completely, but then I had one or two, and then I just fell off the wagon. Yeah, you know, I'm, well, I'm an alcoholic who doesn't drink, so I'm a pretty big believer in abstinence. It's the only only thing that works for me. I have to go zero on things. Moderation is just not an option. Michael is a snacker. He's got a weakness, weakness for, for snacks. snacks. <laughs> right. That's right. Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. Sean? My final thought, also food-related. It's uh, been about a week since my experience at the Brazilian Steakhouse, and I'm feeling the need for meat sweats. I think I may need to go check out another uh, check out another one, see if the, the second go-round is as good as the first. Oh, boy. Jackie, final thought for us. 
Facebook out with an important announcement just now. Donald Trump will continue to be banned from Facebook and Instagram until January 7th, 2023. I don't know how they picked that date. I think, but but anyway, that's Uh, when I was going to say that's uh, based on the January 6th thing, so... Right, yeah, that part of it I get, but why 2023? I don't know. Uh, my final thought is I had to be away for the final hour. We had it all set up. It was going to be great. Listen to this. Construction crew next door to where I have to be, the first dig they did with their digger thingy, it ripped up all the communications cables. First dig. Nobody marked it. Oh, boy. Wonder how do you how... have a contractor's license? <laughs> wow. That's going to be expensive for somebody to fix. Armstrong Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can get all of the podcasts. Anything you missed, they're downloadable there. Get some swag. Drop us an email. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. For instance, if you'd like to hear the whole speech of that whack-job academic racist who spoke at Yale, you can catch that at armstrongandgetty.com. And a whole bunch of other stuff we mentioned today. We'll see you on Monday. God bless America. Yeah, get out of here, Adios, mofo. That's the awesome. How much fun did you have out there today? A lot of fun. I got time to jam this in. And As my mother would say, who died and left them, boss? Congratulations. Except <laughs> I have serious concerns. Yes, we drank beer. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> You're ranting again. Let me just. No, I'm not ranting. So let's go out with a bang. Bye. Have a great Friday, you mother. Okay. On that high note, thank you all very much. The Armstrong and Getty.